Welcome back to another episode of the Trekway with Mister Gray and I. Um, that was howdy, little, howdy! That was a little cross between uh, Live Long and Prosper and uh, Mark and Mindy with the Nanu You turned both. Okay. If you ever, I could have remember... done. done a... Is there such thing as a, as a Vulcan Regal one? You go like this and go. <laughs> or or or, like a secret Vulcan handshake, like the Maso- uh, people in the Masonic like, Lodge will do. You like, know, like this, like under the leg and. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, it's already a riot, and I haven't even given you given you the title yet. Um, right. Apologies for being a little bit late. I mean, not that we're really late. I've been a bit under the weather, so uh, we get it out as soon as we often can. This review, and today it's going to be um, the other Lord Dex episode, season three, episode seven, a mathematically perfect perfect redemption. Try saying that ten times really quickly after several drinks. I dare you. Uh, Right, okay, Gray. Safe to say this wasn't our favourite episode of the season. I think I liked it a little better better than you did. You weren't a fan. You gave it a 3 out of 10, yeah? Yeah. The thing that disappointed me was it it, coming off the the high and the first time I ever gave any episode of Lower Decks a 10, which was last week, to the first time I've ever given an episode this low a mark. It went from like one to the other, and I'm like, huh? I mean, to me, it just it just kind of reeked of total filler episode. You know, they just decided, oh, let's you know try this. It could you know either do really well or not. You know, for think, me, it's kind of it's more on the not side. So. I think that's exactly what's happened. It's a filler episode um, because none of the, I mean, ba- ba- barely any of the crew, uh, whether it be the senior crew or or the ensigns, were in this episode. So yeah. it is a filler episode, definitely. And 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 there's some examples of filler episodes being good, Gray. Uh but mm-hmm. more often yeah. than not, they're average to crap because they're there for a reason. Um a couple of episodes one or two episodes of Star Trek of all time have been great. Mm-hmm. Trouble with Tribbles, you know, there's a perfect filler episode that was fantastic, so it can be done, but this time not so much. And we'll yeah. We'll probably get into uh, uh, why just now, so we'll, we'll kick off. Um, I've forgotten about this little character, Gray. So Peanut Tamper, yeah. the little sentient AI thing, it was like a... It, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a multi-tool for Star Trek. Because <laughs> okay. it could do anything, couldn't it? Um, so that, this this uh, little thing called well, Peanut... If you think about it, although it wasn't nearly it as is. good... It- it was almost like R2-D2, uh, but it oh, flew around. Oh, that's controversial. But but remember, R2-D2 is much better than this thing was. So. Yes, but then one franchise is much better than the other, so tomato sure. to me. Well, different. 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 Great likes, great likes Star Wars as well, by the way, right? Which some people might hate because yeah. if you're diehard Trekkie, you're not allowed to like both. But... That's another topic and another conversation, I think. Uh, anyway, so Peanut Hamper, who was in season one or two, I can't remember which. I all I forgotten about her. Until... It was this season. Um, was actually, it earlier on this season? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It, well, it was either this no. season or it was uh, 
the end near the end of the prior, but I remember it wasn't long ago because I remember the scene that they recapped at the beginning. And uh, I was kind of shocked when they took when they told Putin and Hamper to go help, and they're like, nah, it's okay. I'm out of here. And which is part of what I don't like because first of all, it was kind of out of character, kind of kind of what for Peter Hamper or Lord Eggs? Or... No, yeah, the Peter Hamper character period was weird to begin with. Second, I can't stand I have nothing against the actor, but I can't stand that voice. It's highly irritating. It's nippy. And, it's, yeah. Right. And then they're and then that just didn't even make sense. Like uh, I'm a Starfleet officer, member, officer, whatever you want to call it, and yet I'm gonna act like this. And I'm like, Okay, that makes no sense. It's just you're uh, just gonna like rebel immediately, even though you're already an officer, you got the emblem and everything, and they just act completely different. I mean, I I can't accept that. That's just it makes no sense. There's gotta be a limit to who can be in Starfleet. I know they say everyone's welcome, but You've got AI to a whole new level now where it's a flying uh, Swiss army knife that is now allowed in. I mean, data is one thing, mm -hmm. but Peanut Hamper. Peanut Hamper is pretty cool. Do I, we, we, won't, we won't put it off any longer. We'll, we'll, we'll dive in and any things you didn't mm -hmm. like about the episode, like when we go along, Gray, please interject and let us know because uh -oh. there'll be several <laughs> of them. Yeah. This, this may be a lot longer than we thought this episode. We thought it'd be quicker. Um. But yeah, so we, we kick off, um, Gray was mentioned before, uh, she's asked by the crew to be a virus bomb to save the day. That was them rehashing what happened before. Um, she refuses. She beams herself into space uh, and things are looking grim for the Cerritos. But if you recall, the Titan comes and saves the day. So yes, that was season two. Now, Gray, I can't think of it because the Titan, oh, was the Titan at the start of this? No. Season yeah, two, yeah. so uh, yeah, so I like how they went back to a previous scene and showed you what really happened, but we saw the full thing in detail of what happened with uh, Peanut Hamper. So, selfish little Starfleet officer beams herself into space so that she doesn't have to put up with any of the crap um, and thinks that everyone's going to get blown up, but no, uh, you, you have the, the lovely Titan with uh, awesome Captain Riker coming to save the day yet again. And by uh, the way, it's the Titan, no bloody A, B, C, or D. It was just the Titan. Oh, the bloody A is coming, Gray. The bloody, the bloody A, A is, is coming, coming yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole new conversation because I prefer the original <laughs> Titan. Just saying, nothing wrong with the A, but I'm just original. Yeah, Some, something yeah. about the original is great. I think we'll, we, we may have done an episode about that. Hint, hint. We, we, one or two episodes we talked ago. About, we, well, we, we talked about the ship, so we didn't really get into talking the titan too much but but we but we'll get into that we we diverge but what the heck right? Oh, yeah, damn right <laughs> if, if we didn't diverge it would be a 10 minute review episode and it'd be like <laughs> everyone else's episode uh everyone else yep. seems to do really quick reviews and that's fine well but that's we're not them i guess to make a comment about peanut hamper so she's floating in space watching the cerritos more or less get uh saved by the titan and Riker and whatever and but she right, but but she's also making these snide remarks going as the Cerritos was getting almost blown up or attacked and oh I made the right choice, see <laughs> she's like laughing. And then the Titan comes in and go, and says the Titan and like you know, like oh and she's always talking about herself and very being very very selfish and with ulterior motives, I guess, you know, those kind of things. So you could see the character was already not the uh, the sweetest character in the 
in the bush. She she's a <laughs> she uh, small small uh, sweary word coming along. People for the kids in the car, uh, hands over the ears. She's a little, she's a little bit of a bitch. Uh, you know, she yeah. really is. She's she's a bit of a stuck up arse, and no one likes that. But I mean, the sassiness comes into it later on. So, um, yeah. So she's talking away to herself. You, th- this gets elaborated a little bit more in a moment because um, she is now stuck. Uh, the Titan, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, the Titan does not save her. It disappears. It warps away, and she's screwed. She's there by herself, um, and she starts talking to herself while she's trying to get enough the lithium together, like. The scrapes of the lithium from all these uh, blown up ships Earth, in the area yeah. she's in. It's like a bit of a shipyard graveyard or something from the you know the the, the battle with the pack leads. Um, right. He's trying to get every bit of the lithium she can. But I, I noted down here, Gray. I had castaway vibes here because she has her own version of Wilson. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody to talk to that wasn't really real. A senile <laughs> robot? Really? Is that even possible? <laughs> Go see now, um, but the 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 scavengers. Uh, as I I can't remember the actual race's name in this here. I'm just calling them the scavengers, unless you remember, Gray. Um, yeah, yeah. Now the uh, wasn't the collectors, was it? No, no. The collectors are a different group. Oh, this, a different, is a, this is scavengers. Yeah, they scavengers. just go around picking up they, picking they, up parts from everywhere. Yeah, exactly. They did. They, they turn up and they do their thing. They scavenge. And they're about to suck up Peanut Hamper into their little uh, collection, into the ship. Um, but she, 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 I think her friend's <laughs> called Sophie. Sophie, right. Well, she yeah. stuffs this imaginary friend into the hole so that she doesn't get sucked up. I was like, wow, you're nice. <laughs> so this is already our downfall of how much of a little yeah, she yeah. is already. Um but you know this it it gets it gets worse. Grave is discussing at the start of the episode why he maybe didn't like this episode so much, and there's more examples of this coming along. Part of because of how she's why she's so self centered, how she's so self centered is part of the dislike of the episode. Safe to say. Um, but yeah, Plus the voice just grates on you. Oh, the voice as well. Yeah, like, yeah. You know the the fingers on the chalkboard thing. That was an old saying. How they were, it's supposed to be like a. Female computer type voice, I guess. So, yeah, okay. You know, uh, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Let's put it this way: after about ten minutes of listening to that voice, I'm ready to shoot it. That's about like Gray's doing target practice, uh, target practice with the phasers, <laughs> just because. Uh, but anyway, right. So she manages to escape. Um, she gets all the lithium together on this little poor man's single nacelle, gets away, and then ends up. Uh, I don't know. She must have crashed, landed on this other planet. You don't really see it. Um, She wakes up on a random planet surrounded by bird people. That's the best way I can describe it. Absolutely cuckoo bonkers, pun intended, this episode. Yep. They all looked like, I guess, like parrots or something. No, but not like hawks or something. That's what I thought. Yeah, hawks, hawks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bird people for sure. Actually, uh, the there's a throwback here because when I is? saw the bird people, I was going like, "Where have I seen seen bird people in Star Trek before?" And then it just dawned on me: the animated series, in the, the counselor, 70s, uh, the Star Trek, right. the original series oh. animated version, had a planet that they went to. I can't remember the name of the. Uh, actually, they named it the alien species in this episode of who they were, 
and no this way. alien species were birds going back to like 1973 or whatever when this show ep- the show aired however this race of birds was not that race of birds but the but peanut hamper somewhere mentions that race so as an easter egg going back to the animated series yeah. in the 70s i just can't remember the name aurelians or aurelians Ar- Ar- something like that the original bird people the original um, bird people yeah the original bird people um I, there's got to be a limit to how many animal species we have of just well species i mean again in star since trek it's, since it's animated this is the reason why again back in the 70s and we've been, we've talked about this before um they have it's the, canon the, gray so you, right they ahead. have the leeway to go ahead and do what they want because they couldn't do it in live action it's much easier to do an animated can you imagine the cost of making a cgi bird person race i mean it would cost too much it's already costing whatever it is to do the show so now in animation they can just you know do whatever they want so um, if you really think about it it's not too far-fetched a lot of people have said uh in our own history here and on our our planet that oh, if the dinosaurs weren't destroyed right and supposedly they existed for you know, another millions and millions and millions of years. What they a T-Rex become... would be in the, the, the helm of the Enterprise. It can't, it's little tiny I mean, arms. Like, it's just not... Yeah, it would be kind of rough. But they might be a hell of a lot smarter if they had made it, right? Oh, well, uh, well, you, that's, you don't know. that's a cracking point, Gray. Like, diversion, uh, diversion yeah. so 101. So we, we, you and I could all be smart dinosaurs talking right now. Remember the Voyager episode with the dinosaur people? They were miles advanced uh, over Voyager. Yeah. Remember those yeah. people there? And they thought they came from human beings, and it turned out they did. And I was like, what the... <laughs> what? They were actually distant, distant, distant relatives. Well, there's, there's been a lot of science... Well, I'm not going to say a lot, but enough science fiction novels that have been written on the premise that Earth went into space and basically seeded the galaxy and from that point forward all these different types of humans and animals evolved all on their own but they all came from earth is that not battlestar galactica what uh i mean they, they played with that some too yes but but it was really more uh you know talking about just how we were the only planet and then through millions of years we seeded the galaxy and they all became whatever they became yeah of course yeah some you logic know. to it um yeah Anywho, um, what happens when you diverse? We do it well. I know, well, um, we have to. So <laughs> the bird, we, 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 yeah, we do have to, otherwise it would be a really quick episode. Um, so uh, Peter Amper does wake up surrounded by the bird people, uh, as we're calling them. Uh, she mm-hmm. realizes she won't be rescued um, as, the, as they aren't part of the Federation. Um a bit, a bit, a bit, a little bit of cursing and swearing from Peanut Amber. She, she uses the F word here, yeah. which yeah. I, that was a burst out laughing moment because again, when you use it right, as in this series, like we've discussed, mm-hmm. it's funny and it works, and it worked with her. So you could just imagine if that, if you or I were in her shoes, there, Gray, we would have said the exact same thing. I went, oh, of shit. we're stuck. Um, it's uh, a. <laughs> The amusing thing is, she's getting carted about the place by the elder bird person, um, right. and it, apparently, she she swears peanut hamper, and the the chief bird, as I'm calling them, the tribe leader, he says like, what 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 does that mean? 
And she's like, it's just something we spacefaring people see when stuck on a backwater planet with no culture. <laughs> and then she oh. repeats it back to him again. Eh. That's what was, that was kind of funny. He goes, oh, yeah, you're effing whatever. Yeah. Or F that or whatever. So I that found that. But she, she's already uh, ruining their culture right off the bat. She's only been there two minutes. Um, Gray, I get major um, uh, uh, Ewok vibes from uh, Star Wars here. With the mm-hmm. the tree village stuff here, did you get any of these vibes at all? Or was it just yeah, me? yeah, pretty much. But I guess they are birds, so. But Ewoks are want... birds. No, I understand, but but being in the trees, right? This is uh, what birds do. Oh, uh, so just they're just big bird nests in these trees, or whatever. Oh yeah, they are actually. The, the whole next... the whole city is built on trees. I mean, just giant trees. This is the next. Um, this is the next uh, ever evolution, I think, of bird people I, in the future. I, I was kind of waiting for like some bird seed to fall down. They all just run over there and start pecking it. But no, they've moved on. They've moved on. I, I guess I didn't. Uh... Someone delivers the bird seed now for them. Uh, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell the viewers what what happened next, Gray? Um, the little amusing thing with the ripped uh, birdman. Oh, you mean as far as the cop copying what she was doing, or? No, um, no, no. She, she oh, the candy thing. Yeah, the candy thing. Yeah, yeah I thought that was kind of funny. There was, there was kids, I guess, bird kids. Bird and they're kids. running around going like, oh, what's this? What's chicks. this? You know, and then she, right, chicks, whatever you want to call them. And that, not that kind of chicks. And so <laughs> <laughs> he decided to, you know, what the heck? I'll, I'll, you know, Peanut Hamper says, I'll just, you know, use the replicator that she has, apparently, because she has one. She has everything, right? I don't know how, but anyway. So she rec- she makes a piece of candy, and of course the kids go nuts, and they want more of it and stuff. And and the the chief bird man who's, who looks obviously very healthy as far as being he's fitting. ripped, man. You can, I know it's kind of weird. It's like it's a ripped bird. Like okay. Um, <laughs> in any case, he just said, see when the candy was being given out and stuff like that. The, the peanut hamper says, "Keep it in your pants, sister." And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. but because uh, Chief Birdman's uh, son, um, he's um, he's obviously enamored by Junior, Junior Birdman. Junior Birdman, let's call him Junior Birdman. Junior I like Chief. I like her nicknames for these guys. Um, he's basically fascinated by Peanut Hamper, isn't he? Um, yeah. Um, well, at first he's fascinated for the wrong reasons, like because he doesn't, he's not real fond of her or her antics, I guess. Whatever. No, but but the son certainly is interested. Well, no, first, no, sorry, the son well, at isn't. First he wasn't because the, the father forced him forced him into giving Peanut Hamper the tour, and he's like, "Yeah, right." You know, why do I have to do this? And I think the line "keep it in your pants, sister" comes because it seems to be that there's a little bit of jealousy from Junior Birdman's uh, girlfriend, other half. I don't know. Obviously, the word thing is. Showing off, keep it in your pants. I found that amusing. Another funny line from uh, Peanut Amper. Um, it would have been funny if she, if she said, keep it under your fur or you're under your feathers. That would have been more. Yeah, more toe. accurate, wouldn't it have? It would have been a yeah. lot more accurate, actually. <laughs> um, so we are, uh, as Peanut says, stranded with a bunch of hillbilly birds uh, as she's playing ball games with herself. Literally, she's she's... <laughs> Imagine what it'll... Think about what you just said. A bunch of hillbilly birds and she's playing ball games with herself. <laughs> well, that sums it up it's, perfectly. That's what she it said. Sounds, yeah, it sounds great. I like that. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> Hellbelly birds. The thing is, right, this this what she's doing is so Peanut Hamper, for people that haven't seen her, she literally looks like a little tiny mini mini flying robot. And she's got this nozzle thing at the front, which can do everything. It, it, it replicates stuff. It shoots beams yeah. out. It, it, throw, it throws balls out. She's throwing balls out against the wall, and she's not even catching them. That's how bored she is. Um, and that's another thing, Gray. How the amount of power she seems to have for such a small unit. I mean, I know it's Star Trek. Yeah, it's in I know. the future, But how the hell does this chick ever recharge, man? Come on. I was, I was, I was going to say, she's They don't have electricity. The bird people. I mean, they they made it way too simple. She just replicates candy and balls, and she does a whole bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. That takes energy, a good bit of energy to replicate stuff. Not sure. The more she probably came from the bird seed, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Peanut Amper's <laughs> playing ball with herself, uh, stuck with the hillbilly birds. <laughs> the chief's son takes Peanut for a walk. Right, I'm calling her Peanut now. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden. This bloody flying snake! I swear to God, flies. They just—I think they were on acid. The writers for this episode, man, LS, LSD or whatever it's called. I think they were on something because this is yeah. bonkers. That shit. Do you crazy. know the, the, what's funny about that scene, though? I don't know if you watched the sci-fi series uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah, of course you. Know, I, I think it was it you was that told for, me about it. Yeah, it was only on for two years, unfortunately. One of the best things I've ever seen. Axed it. That's another whole story. But as soon as I looked at it, I'm going like, there it is. It's oh, yeah, shit. Raised their wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where they got it from, actually. Gray. I'm, that's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm kind of curious whether that was an influence, because that's what oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right, if you guys have never seen Raised by Wolves, only two seasons. Sorry to ruin that early, but it's one of the yeah. best sci-fi shows I've ever seen. It goes back to Very old good. school sci-fi, religion, beliefs, what mm-hmm. it is to be out in the universe, blah, blah, blah. Really, really good. HBO Max, if you have that wherever you are. Uh, I have no clue where you get it from. In the UK. yeah, they still have they still have the seasons on there, even though they're not making any new ones. I or believe Sky in the UK because they have the HBO Max okay. stuff. Um, yeah. right, yeah. So uh, the chief son takes Peanut for a walks, but this 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 is a thing. This flying snake from Raised from mm-hmm. um goes to take out Peanut Hamper and the chief son, but the chief son. It saves, saves her for the sky snake, um, and a because he's ripped and he's hardcore and all that stuff. That's that's what he does, you know. Um, yeah. I did notice here that I noted down here that all the animals have wings, including yeah. the goat, which is flying as it's being milked. That was disturbing. <laughs> that was very weird. What's that going to do with Star Trek, man? Nothing. Is it something that Beavis and Butthead or a Rick and Morty episode, you know? Yeah. I think think they were playing a little too much with the comedy and it didn't work. In other words, it was more of a sight gag, but unfortunately it was a sight gag that that just didn't work. It was kind of dumb. That did make sense. I get the bird people fly, but the animals shouldn't. The rest of the animals shouldn't. I would assume. But then again, the snake flies, so... (sighs) Right, they didn't raise for will, so I'll let it away with that one, you know? Um... So, anyhow, right, so the Sky Snake, uh, turns out, has bitten the chief, though, uh, the, the, the head honcho, and it looks like he's I dying. I where he bit him, though. 
Didn't know, no. I mean, if it's yeah. Lord Dex, they should have just added it was somewhere inappropriate because that's, that's what Lord right. Dex does. That, that would have, yes. Yeah, yeah. Bit, bit, bitten in the PP and he's going to die. Um, <laughs> in fact, he's a bird, so he doesn't have a PP, does it? Anyway, I, I digress. Um, under the feathers, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we're treating this silly and, and daft because it really is. Um, we're, it's called stretching in the industry. We're just stretching. Mass- massively, Matt, massively. Um, so it looks like the chief's going to die. It came over. Mm-hmm. Um, he, but he took down the 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 the, the snake Mine at the snake. same time. Yeah. So, you know, jobs are good. Now, something interesting about this: when we saw the snake flying in the sky, in in perspective, right? The snake that was flying in the sky was a hell of a lot bigger than the one that bit him. And I'm sitting there going like. Seriously, because I'm looking at the snake that bit him, and not that it was small, but it was, it was a lot bigger when it was flying in the sky. Great. How many times has Star Trek got sizes completely bloody wrong? Usually yeah. in starships and stuff like that, all the time, man. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's a good point, though. The one on the ground looks a lot, lot smaller. Maybe just perspective or, or whatnot, or angles. Yeah, I, um, Maybe it was a baby flying snake. That could be possible. Hey. You're reading far too much into this, but you could be right. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so now, wait a minute. If snakes lay eggs and the snake is flying and the and the snake needs to lay its eggs, what does it do? Lay them and it just hits the ground? No, it has to. It has to land because they're flying. It has to land just like a bird. I just really want to know these things. <laughs> no, I don't. But I, I think the episode is actually fried Gray's brain. Actually, I think this is what's. I happened. think so. Um, Funny though. Looks like the chief's going to die. And it's all dramatic mm-hmm. and, you know, my son and all this. And Peter Hamper was like, yeah, no worries. Hang on. I'll come over. Anti-venom. Boom. Done. Uh, another thing she can do, she's a walking bloody uh, medical tricorder as well. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. Yes. There of was course a scene too. I don't know if it was that scene or or soon after that where she's carrying a medical bag. Yeah. She's <laughs> a medical bag connected to her. And I'm like, this okay, is why okay. I'm saying she's a Swiss army knife, mate. Yeah. Starfleet officer. No, no, no. She's a Swiss army knife. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm sorry. When the, the scene where he, where she gave the antivenom to the father, and the father, all of a sudden, is feeling much better. I, I, I started laughing not because it was funny, because I immediately thought of Monty Python. Because Monty Python, you know, I'm feeling much better. No, you're not. You're dead. You're, you're dead. <laughs> they're, they're all dead, Dave. Dave, all they're, dead. They're all dead, Dave. Yeah, Red Dwarf, Monty Red Python. Dwarf, I'm like laughing. I'm going like, wow, this is this is not the way it was intended, but it is pretty funny. Don't be surprised if these guys are inspired by shows like that, Gray, to be fair. I really yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Um, to, to, be fire, I, I, to be fair, I couldn't see any inspiration coming up of this show. <laughs> I really can't. Not this no, one. No, not from this one. They got inspiration from other right, shows. Exactly, no right, exactly. No one's going to look at that episode and go, I'm inspired. However, it didn't really help with the writing on this on this particular episode. <laughs> it was a major filler episode. It really was. There's, yeah. no, there's no denying that. Anyway, so, so Chief's all better now. She's all better now. Oh, Chief's all better. That's the main thing. Um, Peanut Hamper's still showing off all her new skills and what she can do. Um, not done yet. She's not done. What What happens next, Gray? Tell the people. So uh, the, the Chief's son brings him into a room where apparently it's an incubator room where yeah. there's a whole bunch of these eggs that obviously would have new hatchlings or whatever. And uh, he said things haven't been good lately or the weather's been bad or whatever. and the, yeah. The eggs don't hatch, and of course, peanut hamper being amazing, and hold can do my beer. Simply just you know uses the heat ray to help incubate the eggs, and of course, 
It only took about three seconds, and then they all hatched at the same time. Oh, Amazing. God. Come on. There's science and, and then there's... running around. That wasn't <laughs> science fiction. That was fantasy. Right there, that was... Actually, a... well, the way I looked at that this episode was you never really look at uh, Lower Decks as being a cartoon. You look at it as being as an animated show. And it treats itself like that, and, and it even treats itself serious a little bit here and there once in a while, and, and even though it is mostly a comedy. But this episode, to me, seemed like a typical cartoon. It, it should have been a Warner Brothers cartoon with all the funny music and Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck being in it. It would have been better if it was. And that's the way I looked at the episode. I couldn't help it. I'm sitting there going, like, what is a cartoon, a funny cartoon stuck in the middle of this season? What, what is this all about? It's a bit random. It was completely out of oh. place and context, to be fair, Gray. Um, yep. So inaccuracies there all around um, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the eggs hatch in a few seconds, which would have probably cooked them in real life. You were using heat that. That tends to the make way, them hatch had, that uh, early. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you had mentioned 36 eggs. Was it really 36? Yeah, yeah, most sure, yeah. yeah, all 36. That's, oh, that's, it, even, that's even stupider. <laughs> whereas normally you wouldn't get you wouldn't get as many. That's what he said. Not as many would hatch normally. Um, you know, things are going on. It's yeah. not been good recently. We'd never got all 36 or whatever to hatch. You went, hold my beer. Boom, heat, heat vision. He's Superman in a tin yeah. can. Uh, heat vision, heats them all up, um, and they all hatch. And but this this starts bringing the chief son and Peanut Hamper closer together, and he wants to chore something. So they look to be getting cozy while while they're flying together because she can now fly now. She's recharged and whatnot. They're flying together, right. and because they're getting close and intimate, he starts. She, she says, "Sing for me," and he does sing. But it's the kind of without going too loud it's the caca but she, he, he does it so loud that it's a racket she goes jesus christ you scared the shit out of me never do that again chief son so i got a little low from that, that was so, funny yeah, yeah that was funny it's, it was almost like uh, then uh, again it's a cartoon but there was a cartoon called chicken man years ago and that's what he oh, sounded like Oh, what that, that rings a bell gray yeah chicken. that's what he sounded like and i was just like i'm like oh boy this is like it gets worse, no. man. It gets more worse and crazy oh, yeah, than funny yeah, as well. Uh, so it turns out they're talking about their past and stuff. Excuse me. They're talking about their past um, and what they've done. Uh, and Chief Sons want to know a little bit more about uh, Peanut Hamper. And apparently, you know, she never wanted to be in Starfleet. Uh, original plan was to be a dabble girl. So what the so I'm, I don't know, and I'm what? sitting there thinking to myself, I said, so so wait a minute, you went through all this stuff and hearing how you complain all the time, and you're a very irritating character, you still made it to be a Starfleet officer, which like we had mentioned before, that means any numbnut could become a Starfleet officer, which There's makes got no to sense. be limits, man, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. She should have been kidding. a dabble girl, she has the right personality to be a dabble girl, I think. No disrespect no, to dabble think... girls. Look at it this way. If she, imagine if she was a Quark's bar. I think even Quark would be irritated and, and push her out into deep space somewhere. <laughs> Great. Around an airlock. Do, do, do you want to tell the people what happens next after revelations of Dabble Girlness? Uh, get, things get a bit, bit freaky and steamy and I had a little a massive right. lull at this. Uh, <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> yes, and you have to say the bit as well. Oh, man. Okay, so <laughs> they, they start to get like 
intimate and i'm sitting there listening to this going like no no don't 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 go here please don't go here I can't watch. this episode's already going down the drain you can't really can't do this and of course uh they get intimate and they're and the chief's son and peanut are getting all freaky and stuff and they're talking about longing for the touch of your nose your nozzle <laughs> their nozzle yeah and they're going like their parts are complicated <laughs> yeah okay and as he sticks his tongue in her face they and just, how they just have to wing it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is too much. Then it, you I just can't see handle silhouettes and stuff, and you don't actually think yeah. you see anything more. But I'm just oh like, what? Why? Why? You could have, you could have just mentioned a couple of funny lines and then left it at yeah. that, and no, left it, yeah, because he puts. They had to just go he, on and on and on. Like, he puts his uh, wings. Uh, Chief Sun puts his wings over them so he can't see anything. And yes, and just, you notice that it was in the shape of a heart. Isn't that cute? Oh, for. <laughs> it was just man bad after bad after bad i'm just like god please end the show <laughs> uh, hopefully don't mean the 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 podcast no no not <laughs> yeah no no, no no yeah it's not our fault the episode what, was bad what we're doing right now in this video is 10 times better than the episode oh yeah we're so. trying to make it far more interesting than it was trust me yeah um but yeah so after the freakiness is over and done with uh the chief's uh, chief's son even shows uh peanut hamper their history uh now this blew my mind a little bit here great but it makes sense what we're talking about before mm -hmm. turns out the bird people were space uh spacefaring civilization uh makes total sense now after we see see some of the ships that they used to use actually situated underground under other tree houses these ancient ships that have been sitting there for ages and for whatever reason, I don't know why this does it and turns them on, but they then get freaky again. I'm like, I mean, yeah. get a room, man. Come on. Just... Yeah, why do, why do we need to see it again? We just It was ridiculous the first time. And you're going I was, was going to say, Gray, right? Can she uh, replicate her own mechanical... Uh, uh, the word I can't say. I, I assume since she has a replicator, she could replicate a lot of things. <laughs> All the interesting <laughs> toys. <laughs> lubricant, our own uh, robot lubricant. Oil, sorry, oil, I mean, yeah, 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 you've got to. You set it on fire, that would hurt. <laughs> oh, man. I just remember, uh, what's it called? Team America, where the puppets, because oh. they're made out of wood, yeah. start having yeah. sex with each other and they catch on fire. Like just something like anyway, random. So these two are getting on yet again after the revelations of uh, their, their their history. Mm -hmm. I found that little part uh, slightly more serious and interesting, Gray, for once that there used to be well, spacefaring. Yeah, you bring up a good point. That was the only part of the series cool. that I actually kind of liked, and it was a decent explanation where where they were saying like, "Well, we were you know spacefaring people, and we just decided to heck with it and gave it up. Just wanted to go back to the simple life." And now, okay. That was cool. That makes sense. And that was the only thing that made sense in that whole episode was that. And it, then and now it just continues to spiral down again. From here. Yeah, we've seen that not necessarily in Star Trek, but Star Trek as well. We've seen that in a lot of sci-fi shows in the past, actually. There's mm -hmm. been examples where civilization just decided to start again. Battlestar Galactic is mm -hmm. another example of that. It's actually, they're usually well done. Uh, but yeah, downhill more. No, I think the freakiness. I think they finished the freakiness for now, thankfully. Um, but yeah, so we 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 move. On. Oh no, actually no. I take that back, Gray, because I just remember what the next bloody scene was. The chief's son and Peanut Hamper get married, and I've just put uh... what W T F in brackets. 
They're getting married. I'm surprised they didn't try and have kids. I was waiting to see what they would look like. A bunch of machines with feathers on them. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, the marriage gets interrupted, though. I don't know if they actually went through. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really... Comp- well, was thank it? God they got it, it got interrupted. You imagine what comes after that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we it, don't want it. We've already seen enough of that. Um, so, yeah, it does get interrupted, thankfully. Uh, the scavengers turn up again. Uh, I thought they were turning up for uh, Peanut Hamper, and that's what she thought. But it turns out yeah. it's the ancient ships they really want. Um, and at this stage, without spoiling it for the end of the episode, maybe they scanned ahead and detected Peanut Hamper or they detected the ships, and they're, they're scavengers, so they want a piece. Uh, turns out to be a little bit different in a moment. Um, and it's everything's going to shit. They start firing down on re- wrecking the treehouses. They're going up in flames. What are we going to do? Uh, and she feels a bit bad about it, Peanut Hamper, so she saves the day by uh, messaging the Cerritos. She turns on her homing beacon, which the Cerritos picks up, and they warp in uh to to save the day um now we move on to uh when the street has actually arrived um she actually peanut hamper remember rightly at this stage uh the Cerritos can't do a lot of damage because there's a bit of a ding dong between the ships um it's getting its ass handy to it a little bit uh and peanut hamper oh, the, scav- the, uh, the scavengers that yep. came to take the ships away because they think it's all junk. Yep. Uh, they end up getting in one of the ships and apparently the ship is actually working. And so they go into space and then they start, atta- they start attacking the Cerritos, which again is stupid because the Cerritos has gone through already some stuff where it's gotten beaten up. And now this ship comes out of nowhere. And of course, since it ruins the paintwork ancient, again, they don't have uh, the shields that can stop because they don't understand what they're trying to protect against. Yeah. And the Cerritos is getting is getting is getting completely like half destroyed. And I'm like, this is not making any sense. And the other thing is that they're so big on scavenging, they're not so big on building or operating ships other than their own. That's oh yeah, what yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. So now all of a sudden they just jump on a ship and they're acting like they're they're uh they're they're Klingons or something all of a sudden. And I'm well, going like, but that's a, this isn't really really making sense to their character. Funny. Funny you mentioned Klingons, Gray, because I swear the scavenger ship captain sounded much like the actor that plays Gowron. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him, mm. because they tend to do, in Star Trek, as we know, they tend, some famous actors in Star Trek will voice more than one part, and it did okay. sound like him. Uh, no, Peanut Hamper saves the day uh, again. She uses one of the scavenger ships to literally crash into the commandeered ancient ship that they've taken. Um, and that's what I mentioned here. Is that Gowron I hear? Because it sounded very much like him. And then I go on mm. to mention Gowron, lots of laughs, steals one of the ancient ships, uh, starts firing upon the village. Um, Peanut, turns out there's a revelation here, Grey, which I found very sneaky and actually makes sense to the character of Peanut Hamper being a selfish little bitch. And that was, it turns out she made a deal with the scavengers to come and get the ancient ships and use them for scrap as long as they left Peanut Hamper alone. Um, yeah. And then Chief Sun's like, oh my God, why why did you do this? Oh, I can't believe it. And what's the line she, she comes away with, Grey, after this? 
grow an effing oh, yeah, beak. Okay, grow yeah. an effing beak instead of balls or something. Grow right, an effing beak instead of blank, blank, blank. But yeah, grow a I, beak. this is her back to her selfish self. We thought she'd actually mellowed and chilled. No, she's really not. Uh, which is I, I was pro- I was a bit I, I was surpri- a little surprised at that maybe not totally, but I'm sitting there because the, the episode wasn't thrilling me anyway. I was sitting there going like, okay, maybe she's good now or for some strange reason. But no, we find out she's not only is she bad, she's really bad. Oh yeah, and over uh, the top basically cuckoo. was right. And it was again, it was stuff that just didn't make sense to this to the character that she was just going to annihilate a whole race. You know, I'm like. Where is this? I'm going like, where is this all coming from? You mean this? Didn't, they didn't notice anything in the academy <laughs> that there's something interesting or dumb about Starfleet Academy has failed. They have failed this time. They failed a lot. Um, this, uh, the, 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 I like to call it the flagship of the, the ancient ship, is actually doing a number on the Cerritos, um, firing through its shields because, like Gray mentioned before, Yes, it's an ancient ship, but that means nothing. Technology back then at that time could have been great. You don't know. It's absolutely smashing up the Cerritos, and we're a bit miffed with that because the Cerritos has had enough of a bashing. Give it a break for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I did note, note here, great. it didn't help that the Cerritos kept bloody missing. I'm like, I'm sorry, do you not have a thing called lock-on yeah. phasers? I keep, I mean, you know, the, the shots kept missing. All the f- Yeah, and the, and the ship wasn't really doing anything fancy. It was just kind of like floating around and they can't even hit it and i'm going like nice you aim real well oh, i mean shacks come on shacks we expect better from you mate you know come on uh notice that the bird counselor is back the parrot i noticed yeah. that he was sitting there the counselor he's sitting in diana troy's seat um and then lastly kind of summing up this interesting episode shall i say uh mm. the chief's son saves the day taking command of one of the ships to take out the actual threat makes sense he would probably possibly know how they actually operate um and captain carol freeman because she's been down at this stage has given her you know the the treatment peanut hamper you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that peanut hamper is getting mouthy like a bit of a teenager and she threatens to call the borg she went i should have just called the borg I'm going to like you know. I'm going to actually. Yeah, I'm going to do it right now and I'm, start transmitting. Yeah, and she does. But every time she opens a little thing, little satellite dish thing to transmit, the guys just keep back in, pushing it back in a couple of times. Like, no, you shall not do that. Um, Threaten to call the Borg. That's amusing. Uh, so the, the end of this though was slightly interesting, Greg, because I forgot about this. She gets locked up beside Agamus, uh, voiced by the brilliant Jeffrey Coombs, which was season one or two. Season two, the mad uh, AI uh, that right. was on the Cerritos, remember that? And they start mm-hmm. planning their escape with the, the, you know, the evil whoa, 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 laugh and all that. So did you remember Agamus? Remember, I think it was season two. Yeah, there was, a, uh, yeah there was an episode when, when they finally did defeat Agamus and they brought him to this same cell, if you want to call it that, that Pina yeah. was in. And of course, in this cell is all the other AI entities. There's about 20. Some of them were dumb, though. Yeah, some were stupid and some who knows. And they're all in this one room. And so now she's part of the collection of all these things. And even though they're making plans, you kind of look at it and you're going like, well, two things I, I, I got back. right of this one. Well, first thing I'm thinking is, oh, does that mean they're going to be back? And I'm sitting there going, if they're going to be back, that's another episode I'm skipping, <laughs> first of all. Agamus was brilliant, though. Agamus was brilliant. Yeah, that's fine. But if, but if Peanut Hamper's involved, 
yeah. What was Agamus again? What type of uh, uh, robot was he again? I'm trying to remember. I, I, I remember seeing the episode, but I don't recall the whole thing. I don't know if he was like thing. a replicator or, um, or he was a computer, actual computer unit but, on a but, ship. But, but we don't know if that's really the case because as the, sh- the, the shot pulls out, you see all the other ones just kind of going like, yeah, yeah, ha, ha, ha. They're all laughing. They're all, they're all sitting there going around like are on their own plans to break out, which, of course, they never do. So who knows? Who but knows? Agamus, I wouldn't mind seeing again because it was interesting, but I don't want to see. The two of them again. together could be interesting, though. It may, it may work. It may not. Uh, but well, believe what it. Agamus should do is drop her into a compactor so she can get crushed. and then Maybe the that's what he'll do. You don't know. Yeah, uh, and then they go on from there. Believe it or not, Gray, we've came to the end. You'll be glad to know, possibly. And oh. and and, and, oh, and I'm it, not, wait, wait. I'm not glad it's ending. I'm just glad that we're not talking about the episode anymore. <laughs> we have managed to go the kind of normal time we'd normally do for any episode for this. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be quicker as well. Uh, but it's, that's a we're good professionals. thing. As professionals at work there, yeah, that's like to think. So yeah, we will. Uh, safe to say, Gray said it was a it was a three out of ten. I'll give it a. F- Five out of ten, uh, middle Oof. of the roads. You know there were some funny scenes in it. Was it because of those scenes where they get freaky? No, it was more no. hard swearing and stuff, and a couple of funny moments were because no, I wasn't so funny when they were getting on. I yeah. just was disturbed mm-hmm. more than anything else. Uh, anywho, right, we will wrap up. Thank you for coming along, Mister Gray. Um, as usual, people, if you like the longer style format where we just talk nonsense about the episode. And please always give it a like and a thumbs up and always put comments below to let us know what you like or don't like because we're not perfect at this and we will welcome suggestions any day. But you can get this as well um, on a podcast platform and whatever podcast platform you listen to. We're all on there. We're on Twitter at The Trekway. And as well, if you like entertainment news in general, but does include a bit of Star Trek, I won't lie, it's heavily aimed around more to... Uh, Marvel, <laughs> DC, Star Fantasy, Wars, Star Trek, fiction, yeah, the kind heroes. of geeky stuff. Not not just that, but a good chunk of it. Then we, along with, with Mr. Gray, we join him for his pod on uh, Gray's Green Room, which is available on all popular podcast platforms as well. So sub to that if you like that. Um, and apart from that, I think we're we're all done for today. So thanks again, Gray. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. And for the next time, long and prosper. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.